Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. We are glad that you are here. And uh, I'm obviously Pastor Nate. I'm here with Pastor John. He's here two weeks in a row, right? We were just recording this last week. And uh, so welcome back. That's a pretty big deal. (laughs) We uh, go back to back. Yeah, back to back (laughs) invite. And then I'm here with Pastor Colin. What's going on, everybody? So excited that we're here today. Yeah, glad you guys are here. (laughs) We, um, uh, Pastor Jeremy preached and he's not here. So we get to, we don't have to worry about his feelings at all. We just get to (laughs) go. (laughs) We just get to go. And we had a few things happen. This week as well, um, we Dover went was one service. I hung out at Milton Church and uh, went to church there with Michelle, and it was Benaya's birthday, so he just turned fourteen. So we did that, and yeah, there's so three services at ten thirty this week, which was the first time we've done that, and it worked. Yeah, which was a, which was a big deal, um, and we were pretty full here in Dover. Yeah, we got to put out more chairs. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, Thanksgiving. There tends to be a lot of people traveling on Thanksgiving, yeah. so you end up with a lot of regulars not there, but you end up with guests who are in town visiting their family coming and uh, but December should lead to Christmas Eve service which are some of our largest of the year yeah. but right now if you're listening to the podcast begin praying about who you can invite to come to Christmas Eve yeah and strategize and utilize that yeah it'd be fun you know what was interesting about coming to the one service in Dover I began to meet people that had been coming a long time that I didn't even know were coming. Right. And so it was That's so awesome. interesting to meet and talk with somebody. Oh, are you new here? No, I've been here for the last six months. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Give conversation. Services. Yeah. This, um, we, there was a, the, um, the Dover Christmas parade too this past week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Sunday after church, which is pretty fun. So we, Michelle and I came down and we're a part of that. Yeah, that seemed to, that looked like a really big truck. Like, yeah, I wasn't nice. expecting, when he said, oh yeah, we have like a, we have a truck that we can drive. I was like, okay. And I saw it and I was like, oh, is that like an 18 wheeler? Like getting ready to. It was not just an 18 wheeler. <laughs> like it was one of the long wheelbase yeah. 18 wheelers. 60 foot long. Is that what it was? Or 70? The, the, <laughs> was the truck itself yeah, from the is pictures. one of the long wheelbase front engine um, Mack trucks. Yeah. I don't know if it's Mac brand or Peterbilt, whatever, but it was didn't have yeah. the sleeper cab, but it was long. Yeah. And then we had that huge trailer on the end of it. Yeah, and people just like I saw the picture and people just kept going and the trailer just kept going. I was like, wow, there's a lot of people that are fitting on there. And then I saw some yeah. people who were like walking. Um and there was like a reindeer bike that was there. Yeah. James was riding yeah. James, and, James and um Pips. I can't think of her. Real yeah. name right now, sorry. Uh, that's her nickname. Uh, the youngest Valley girl. She she was riding a reindeer bike too. Love that. It's fun. Pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, it started raining on you guys too, right? It, it did start raining. And then we had a snow machine, which is essentially soap. And so where Michelle and I were sitting, like we were we were <laughs> pretty much soaked before the- You guys took a bath. <laughs> yeah. It was all- Was it like hair. the residue or is like all like slimy on your clothes uh, or- Well, because it started raining- it, it's hard to know, but like my yeah. hair felt a little funny. Yeah. By the time I got home. <laughs> How far shower. did you get before it started raining? I know it was clear when you started, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think it started sprinkling right when we started moving at 3.15. Oh, really? And then by the yeah. time we got to La Festa, it was raining really oh. good. And La Festa is about, that's a little more than halfway. Yeah. Ow. And then we ride, <laughs> then when the... Parade oh, ends, no. we just stay on the truck and we ride the rest of the way on the float all the way to the church, which is fun because people at like Burger King at the gas station, most people are unaware that there's a parade happening a half mile away. And so we just casually ride by with a Mack truck and a hundred people on the, yeah. on the thing, which is always fun. They're always like looking like, what in the world? Oh man. Yeah. Thanks to Jim for providing that vehicle for us. Yeah, Jim Hawks had the uh, the work connection. Sergeant, I don't know the rest of it, but Sergeant is the one, the business that provided the truck and trailer, let Jim use it. Yeah, so shout out to them. That's awesome. And uh, this, this podcast is sponsored by Sergeant <laughs> Trucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also had the TV wall um, put up. This week too is our first yeah. time using that during service. So yeah, isn't that great, huh? Wow! And just that that testimony oh, yeah. too was really awesome to hear. Yeah, the the I, the testimony is is a great thing. Um, I hadn't seen it in person. We got to make some adjustments. Yeah, it 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 looks cool, but also we couldn't read the scriptures. Yeah, at the locations, but yeah, we'll make some a, adjustments. Especially in but, Plymouth, but a huge testimony. Like you just mm-hmm. think about. Would normally cost sixty five thousand. We have a similar setup. It cost us twelve hundred. Like, yeah. come on. You said in all three churches. What? All three churches have that big. Money? No, just no. The, just Dover. Just, just Dover. Yeah. Um, at least for now. Wow, I was saying, boy, that would be amazing. All three churches with those boards. Yeah. Up. yeah. Especially with Plymouth having the baptism behind it. <laughs> I don't know how. That look. This looks like. Like automated thing where it's like just kind of folds down during service, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I like the TV. It looks cool, especially yeah. when it just showed Pastor Jeremy and the TV behind him, and just like the accomplishment that that alone was. So it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, and it was clear here. We could read everything here, so it had to be the way we were transporting the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. It's great. Lots of fun. We're in Christmas season now, so Sunday. We start adding Christmas songs into the worship set and then leading into Christmas Eve service, which is two o'clock and four o'clock in Dover and in Plymouth and four o'clock in Milton. Yeah. So lots of service times, lots of options. And gonna be special. Gonna be a good time. So let's talk about the uh we talked Name, what was the sermon title? Name Above Names? Yeah, yeah. Name Above All above names. names. Yeah. And uh, Pop Quiz, what name is that? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like a Sunday school. <laughs> Do I get some points for that? Now, <laughs> talk to me about this, right? What is it 
what's the difference? You, you know, in our culture, we don't name people Jesus. In the, but like in Mexican culture, they name people yeah. Jesus on the regular. Does any, any of you have any idea? Don't know. Why that is? Don't know. You the know, only guess that I could do was probably because it's like it's a normal name down there. Like it's a frequent name used. But other than that, I don't know. Like, I don't even what, know if that's did right. it exist before 3 AD? <laughs> I don't know. I know in Tanzania, <laughs> once you get saved, you can change your name. Did you know that? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You know that, but I haven't in Tanzania. Still, don't know too many Tanzanians by the name of Jesus. No, no. A lot of Barnabases, though. Yeah, a lot of them. And any Barnabas I've ever met was African. Really? I've never met. I don't think I've ever met a white Barnabas. I don't think so. But either. I heard of one. There was some preacher from the '60s and '70s Barnabas, but I can't remember. What his last name was. And I should know it, but I don't. Um, talk to me, guys. Anything stand out to you from the message this week or that you want to talk through first? Um, I, I I like this. I like this sermon. I thought it was really good. Um, in the beginning, we didn't know if we were going to have any problems. So um, Pastor Stephen was on vacation. So I received the sermon. I was just reading through it. Um, and I, I thought it was funny. Um, I was trying to kind of match his notes to something that I would have said and just talking through when he was talking about like naming our kids. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I felt like um, that was very something that we could relate to um, as, um, as people. And during that sermon, he was talking through like the name Cameron, like tainting that name, um, like what that, like why it feels like that. Um, and I, I felt Hannah and I, like when we were, when we were joking, like saying names of like our future kids, um, we, we got into that too, where we were like, oh yeah, like I can't name my kid Emma because I know too many Emmas, um, and just like things like that. So, um, I thought it was really cool. And that was an easy way that, um, it was like a quick intro to, yeah, yeah, to what was going on. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and then when he started talking about Yahweh, um, and just talking about the different like characteristics uh, of God, um, I thought that was really cool too. Um, when you're talking about like the healing and being able to serve in the local church um, and just talking through those different things, I thought that was really, really eye-opening as well. Yeah, he did a, he did a very good job. He was well, well prepared, well studied. And uh, I, I liked that he had a story and then he complained to you that he, you had all the stories, but he had a story this week and that was good, man. Yeah. It, it allowed us to just come into where he was going with it. And at the end of it, he got a standing ovation here. I went over and told him, I never got one of those, so I'm mad, right? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said, everybody, please, could you everybody stand up? And then they were clapping, right? <laughs> clapping, it was amazing. <laughs> a beautiful job. Yeah. And like definitely growing up, um, as like growing up, we always talked about taking the Lord's name in vain and how that was like the worst thing we could ever do as Christians. Um, and it's like what I was taught in like like a little bit of Sunday school, a little bit of the teachers that um, kind of like I grew up with. And so they're always like, oh, you should not say that at all. Like it's a really, it's like the worst thing you could ever say. 
Um, and then having this perspective on it and like actually diving into what that scripture said, um, it just kind of made me feel like those people like didn't go as deep um, into the scriptures as they should have to understand that completely. Right. Yeah. It's be it, so it, it's not now licensed to curse. Yeah. Um, to, or to use the name of Jesus as a curse word, but it's thinking far beyond that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's other ways, you know, thinking about the other ways that we do that, um, in how we pray and how we live that isn't yeah. right. Yeah, you know, we, we're taught to pray in the name of Jesus, but do we really understand that, you know? Yeah. Do we really understand what we're doing there, you know? Because it just becomes just a literal thing. Oh, in the name of Jesus. And we, right. We don't yeah. really understand that. Right. Yeah. I, I like the song that was paired up to it during worship. Um, when we pray, um, when it's saying in Jesus name, amen. Like, like that's, that's how we finish prayers. That's how we do it. And it's very specific because when we say the name of Jesus, that's all we need to say. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then ending it with amen, like, like it's finished. Like that was like probably the one of the most like powerful things. Um, because it's like, no matter what we're going through and no matter like what's going on, um, we know that in Jesus name with Jesus, it is finished. Um, and I thought that like that, the kind of the duo of the worship song and his sermon kind of going really well together. I thought it was like a, a nice, powerful combo. Yeah. One of the things I do, like if I, if someone uses, um, I mean, someone, I, I wouldn't do it to a stranger, but when someone uses like, you know, something people will say like, oh my God. And I say, oh, are you praying right now? <laughs> and they're like, huh? I'm like, are you praying right now? No, no, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And uh, I, I think that's a, probably a, like it's not, I think it's great that we call on the name of Jesus all the time, but just flip your heart a little bit and you can be <laughs> praying without ceasing yeah. instead of, mm. um, I wanted to do a play on words there, but I couldn't think of one. Ceasing without praying. <laughs> it's interesting when somebody always uses the name of Jesus, you know. I say, oh, do you know him? And then you look at me like, no. <laughs> so it gives you an open avenue to share with them what you can, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, when I, I work when they're like, oh, like, oh, Jesus, like this is, this person's off. I was like, I was like, amen. Like, I'm so glad that you said that. Like, Jesus, like, I love that guy. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I would explain it to them. I'm like, oh yeah, well, you said Jesus. So I just wanted you to know, I love that guy. He's a really cool guy. And they're like, oh, Colin, whatever. And I was like, all right. And next thing you know, like they're coming to church with me. So I mean, like like a couple months later, like I think the transformation of that is like, it's pretty cool. You know, something that I hear people say all the time, but I don't think anybody, I, and so I started correcting it. Maybe we can retrain the whole podcast right now. But I hear Christians say it all the time, all the time, all the time. Oh man, that movie was god awful, and I say, wait a minute, as awful as God, <laughs> the movie's as awful as God. And like, you're like, no, I'm like, well, that's what you just you just said by saying it's god awful. You're saying it's as awful as God. Yeah, and and people say that all the time, like to just recognize 
what we're saying, how we're using our words, mm-hmm. how we're describing things. And, um, you know, flipping into different contexts, if you go to the movies and then you're with your wife and a bunch of friends say, oh, you guys went and saw that movie, right? How was it? Oh, yeah, man, it was marriage awful. Don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to be like, excuse me? <laughs> like, yeah, marriage off. Like, don't go. And, and you, like, I thought you loved me. I thought you loved our marriage. Oh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And why would you describe it? To make way? a statement right so now. Let, no more God awful. No more saying God but awful. Good Satan statement. awful. <laughs> the yeah. enemy is as bad as the enemy. Some more catchy. <laughs> I used to do that when people would say, holy cow. I said, there's nothing holy about a cow. (laughs) What's the matter with you? I remember being like four or five years old and my dad like talking very sternly with me. The cows are not holy. Don't say that. (laughs) And I think I picked it up from the movie Annie when Annie came out. Yeah. I think, you know, she says, holy cow or holy moly or something like that. And Mm -hmm. he didn't want me to call anything holy. We were also weren't allowed to say the word fool. At really? least that one has a biblical yeah. background to it. What is that? Uh, I'm going to look it up. Did you guys? Someone um, in the Gospels. Did you ever hear that, Colin? About someone being a fool? Who? Um, or being as foolish as ants or something like that? Is that what you're trying to... No, no, no. Okay. I'm trying to find a new living translation, but ESV version. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. <laughs> this sounds familiar now. <laughs> if you call someone, you fool, you'll be liable. You'll be in danger of the fire of hell. I think in the Old Testament, it uses the word raka as calling somebody a fool. If you curse someone, you're in danger of the fire of hell. So the message yeah. version, which is not necessarily right and accurate translation, but it says, carelessly call a brother idiot. <laughs> I've got an eight-year-old who's calling brothers idiot, like pretty regularly. <laughs> you idiot! Um, you just might find yourself hauled into court thoughtlessly yell stupid at a sister and you are on the brink of hellfire. The simple moral fact is that words kill. Yeah. That's an interesting This is just way what of, we um, talked about earlier, huh? Yeah. About yeah. words. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Words kill. We denigrate our God. We denigrate our Savior. Yeah. We, instead of calling out to him, we use his name as a curse word. Mm-hmm. Yeah of asking him to rescue us we're thoughtlessly I mean just think about any other person that you love and you admire you go back to the marriage equation or your parent equation right if you're if you're an eight year old and every time something bad happens you say oh mom and dad like (laughs) what are you doing well it's really bad right now so yours are the names that come to mind when things are really bad (laughs) like what in the Oh man. How have I harmed you? <laughs> when you gave me early bedtime. Um, <laughs> and to recognize that one of the pastors, he's since retired, but one of the pastors I listened to, 
when he'd go to the movie, if they begin to use the Lord's name in vain, he'd walk out of the movie. Yeah. Like it was just a conviction. Like that, no, that's my savior. You're going to, I'm not going to sit around and let you yeah. talk bad about my savior, that name above all names. And we're just casually. Yeah. And, and I don't know. How do you navigate that? You both work. I mean, John, you have a lot of years of working in a secular workplace. Colin, you're working in a secular workplace. How did you navigate bosses, coworkers, um, talking bad about Jesus? Not just using it as a curse word, but like talking bad about him. How do you navigate? You just ignore it? Did you case by case basis? Like, I think it would depend on the relationship I had with the person. Um, if they were my direct boss, I'd probably like in that moment make like a, a slight comment to it. I mean, like um, if they say something, like I said earlier, when they're like, oh, Jesus or something like that, um, just putting in a slight comment. And then I would just like over time build that relationship with us where I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, like that's something that it's actually like hurting um, me because like that's my religion and that's what I believe. Um, and when you say things like this, it kind of feels like you don't respect me in that way. Um, and so I, I've done that before. Um, and then they're pretty usually open at that point um, about listening and understanding more. Um, and, and then there's that quick invite like, oh, hey, if you want to know more, like you can come hang out with us. Um, it was a great time um, learning about Jesus and worshiping him. Um, but it's definitely, I would say it definitely depends on the relationship with that boss. What about you, John? I was thinking that maybe I'm a little bit more frank than Colin is. You know, I just stop using that, please. And they would, they would yeah. hear me. It just hurt me. You know what I mean? Right. So when you're hurt, you're attacked and you would re- retaliate. Probably wrong, yeah. okay? But that's, uh, I handle a lot of it that way. And then they would come back. And when they would use the name, then they'd come to me and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize, you know? Because they knew. They knew. And sometimes they know just by your walk. Yep. You know, sometimes they know just by your walk and they'll say that, oh, I'm sorry. Good, well, don't use it again. You know, not, yeah. not with me around anyway. Right. You know. Yeah, it's similar. Um, I, I do it pretty similar when it comes to swearing. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of it. And whenever they are, they always are like, oh, Colin, like, Colin's in the room. Like, we need to be quiet. We can't like say things like that. <laughs> Which is, to me, I think it's funny, um, honestly. But like, they're, they actually taking it serious at that point. Uh, where I'm like, okay, yeah, like if that's how we're gonna react, that's that's really cool. Um, and it's similar to that. Like they they don't say anything bad about church. In fact, I've had more questions raised from them hearing that I work at a church, um, which has been rewarding. Um, that I've talked about. Um, I'll, I'll always talk about because I think it's the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah, alongside that, like being frank in that moment, and also like making sure that. Because like, I don't want to like say something right off the bat where it's like quick and stop. Because sometimes like we can say things without really thinking, and I like I'm <laughs> I'm a subject to it where sometimes I'll say something and be like, well, this is how I actually meant it, not not in this way. Because sometimes my face doesn't show it completely. Um, but yeah, even with the coworkers in a secular um, sense, it's sometimes like I, I'm more strategic with it, uh, just because I want to make sure that I'm not hurting anyone's vision of church or what they think church actually is. But yeah, I think that's, that could be a good one too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking of, I I shared this story with some people. There was a fellow that worked for us and his language was so bad. We used to call him Larry the Lip because he was really bad, you know, (laughs) 
And I had an office in the shop because I ran the shop. And on top of my bookcase, I had some of these uh, tracks. And one day he shows up. And, you know, you never want to see a guy like that first thing in the morning in your office. Because you know something's wrong. And he came back and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, John, I want to tell you, I read that track. And I was convicted by it, he says. And I took my wife and we started to go to church because of that track. Well, there was another guy that was outside the window that I didn't even know. And 15 minutes later, he came knocking on my door. Said, yes, can I help you? He says, yeah, thanks for your witness. And he walked away. And I don't know what he did, but it was kind of interesting that uh, when we show that we're Christians, you know, we're always afraid, oh, what will the world judge us? Or what yeah. will the world say to us when they know, you know, that's always there. Right. But when we begin to show that we're Christians, God will do the work. Yeah. I didn't do anything but have a track up there. Yeah. And here's a guy listening by the window that came in and yeah. said, thank you so much. I mean, it's amazing what God can do. Yeah, Pastor Jeremy actually mentioned that in his yeah. sermon. He was talking about Cameron, but he's also talking about, like, are you the Christian that people aren't coming to church because? Or are you the yeah. Christian that are bringing people to church? And all of it is, is spirit-filled with that, you know? There is a little bit of a danger because culture is so whack right now. Yeah. That people aren't going to come because of our theology. Mm -hmm. That's okay. What we don't want to make sure, what we want to make sure we're not doing is, um, I think I'm jumbling my words here a little bit, but if the reason they're not coming is because of our character, we're in error. Yeah. If the reason they're not coming is because of our theology, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. yeah. And the challenge right now is you got to change your theology. Change your theology. Yeah. And people are like, I can't get people saved. Our theology, we got to change it. We've got to, no, I've got to no. bend it. I've got to, maybe it's not like it. And we, and we try to muddy it and gray it and not talk about it or hide it. Yeah. And we can't change that. If the gospel offends people, it offends people. Yep. And there are going to be a lot of people who hate your guts, who reject Jesus, who'll never come to church because of, because of theology, because of the gospel. Yep. That is what it is. The issue, if you have good theology, but bad character, those are the worst. Yep. Those are the people who damage the kingdom of God. Yeah. And sometime, and, and that's where you want to make sure that you're correcting and changing. But sometimes those people are such blind spots. They're just so wound up in their religious pride. Mm -hmm. They can't even see it. Yeah. I mean, how many Pharisees came to know Jesus yeah. Not very many. Not very many, right. Yeah. Because they had earned that prestige in that place of honor. How are they going to give it up? So that's the thing. It's our character. Yeah. Not a theology that needs to change. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, similar to, again, what Pastor Jeremy said during his sermon, um, he was talking about the different characteristics of God and how um, we depending on like how we see him, um, like if he's healed us, we, we see him as um, Jehovah Rapha or, um, and just doing different things like that. Um, when we see those characteristics, those are characteristics that we tend to want. Um, and those are the ones that we want to go after and be more like Jesus. Um, and it's not, it's not by our strength alone that we're able to do that. We have to be spirit filled. So our characteristic can't be ours alone. It has to be both the spirit led and, and us saying like, yeah, I this is this is the track I want to go. 
Um, and I think sometimes we walk a very dangerous line around people. I think it's constantly like we're walking on eggshells around some people, kind of scared of what they're going to say. Um, when we say, oh yeah, we're, we work at a church or oh yeah, we go to church in general. Um, and just like, sometimes we're afraid, but I don't know if um, if that timidness is something that um, needs to be apparent in that moment. Maybe it's something that we need to um, kind of step out of and be more brave and bold about it. Be like, yeah, I go to church actually. Do you want to come with us? So. Absolutely. We, we, we need that. We need to be able to, I think to probably stop missing opportunities. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. Yeah, we're, God gives us opportunities all the time. And then we're, I don't know what we get so worried about but we don't take that opportunity. And, and um, the, the one thing that I've coached people on at different times is when you get the opportunity to take it and cause we end up, we end up sure. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Um, or um, man, you're so happy. Why are you so happy? I just love life. Well, you know, they, come on. <laughs> they just gave you, I just had a really good weekend open, yeah. and we missed the opportunity. They just ask you a question, give them the answer. Yeah. If they don't like your answer, that's fine. I mean, I go to the doctor, sometimes he gives me answers I don't like, <laughs> but I wanted to get, doctor, how's my health? Well, there's a lot of good things. Man, yeah. so many good things to report. Awesome, great. I leave, fine. then I die of cancer. Like, why did you tell me that? I just didn't want to bum you out. <laughs> yeah, there's always there's room for that healing. I was afraid you'd be offended. If the doctor tells you you're fat, which he's told me before, like, <laughs> if he doesn't tell me that, right. I'm sorry, he's going to offend me Yeah. in order for me to to get healthy, in order yeah. for it to, like, it just has to happen. Yeah. And he doesn't do it, and he doesn't, he doesn't talk to me like he's, is it, um, Dom Rickles, Don Rickles. Is it Dom or Don? Uh, Not sure. Famous old man comedian. Yeah, I remember him, but I don't know if it was Don or Don. He doesn't talk to me like that. Yeah. Listen, you fat so. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. But it's offensive. Yeah. What he's saying, and sometimes scripture. But but again, that, like that's all scripture is, right? It's just like constantly convicting us to be more like Jesus and like showing us like what so, different things that we're doing. Yeah, wrong. but scripture is um, it, it it's not um. John three, is it fifteen or three seventeen? For God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Seventeen. So, it's the scripture is not a list of. Look how horrible you are. Scripture is a story of look how amazing Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the part of it too. So when we have the coworker using the Lord's name in vain, when someone tells us, "Man, you're so happy this week. What's going on?" We're we're not like. Usually our testimony is like, like, man, I was so convicted at church on Sunday. <laughs> really hellfire and brimstone sermon. So glad that the past, like we just had this angry, like preacher, preacher. 
preaching. The pulpit like was just, on fire. He told us how <laughs> mad we were, how bad we were. And I'm so glad that I left there knowing how miserable a wretched soul I <laughs> <Yeah>. am. <laughs> I don't think that should be the testimony. Like that may even may be true. Like praise God for conviction. But yeah. conviction doesn't leave us, lead us to condemnation. Mm-hmm. It would just be, right? Like, yeah, we had, we had a guest preacher at church and um, it was, a, you know, he just said some things and God used that. And it, like, he, he changed my life this week. He literally, I know you don't believe in God, but God changed my life this week. Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but it's true. It changed my life. And, and that, what happens to that person? Like, yeah. It's an easy invite too at that moment, like what you're talking through. Um, like when you say like, oh yeah, my weekend was so good. Like I, I went to church. I, I had something, something miraculous happen to me. And even like if you've had a healing too, um, it's not just with healings, but it's really cool with healings. Like when you say, oh yeah, my foot was broken. <laughs> I went to church and they prayed over me. And next thing you know, I'm walking. And so, or like my knee like has been hurting of arthritis and now it's like the pain is just gone. And so just like that quick invite too, I think sometimes can um, lead people to be like, oh, well, if that can happen to you, why can't it happen to me? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's, it's, it's our lack of boldness. Yeah. And to, to go back a little bit further, we're unsure. So we're right. afraid to take a step of faith, which we don't understand that God has already given us the word that he will fill us with the words we need. Yeah. It's right there in scripture. It says that. But we're, we're so... And I don't know why we don't have that boldness and why that fear is always there in a lot of instances, but it does happen. I would say two things. One, we're not, maybe we haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of the outcomes of that is boldness. So if you, the big example is Peter. Um, He denies Jesus three times. One of those times was to a 13-year-old girl like servant girl, aren't you one of those followers? He's like, F no, I ain't one of them. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure you are. You're Galilean. Like, listen, you little, I am not one of them. And 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 he takes off. What is it? Was it 40 days later? He, they're getting made fun of. Look at these bunch of drunks. It's nine in the morning, they're drunk. And he stands up, he says, let me tell you about Jesus. Remember the one that got crucified? Yeah. He's alive. And 3,000 people. Well, what was the difference? Yeah. He had just moments before been filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it would go, he's afraid of being made fun of by a 12-year-old girl. And that was obviously <laughs> a little bit deeper than that. But he was afraid. 40 days later, preaching in front of a mob. Yeah. And 3,000 come to Christ. It was the Holy Spirit. The second thing, connecting to our podcast last week, if you're reading, if you're not reading the Bible four days a week, well, then... If you're reading the Bible four more days a week, you're you're sharing your faith at a two hundred what is it two hundred twenty eight percent increase. I'm just trying to remember what we said last week. I don't have that memorized, but something like that. But it's over two hundred percent increase. Yeah. And so, if your daily walk with Jesus isn't connected, then you're less prone to talk about him. Yeah. Right? We probably all have a a restaurant that we like that we forgot about because you only went there once. You never went back. Yeah. Yep. And, and then like you drive, Oh yeah, that restaurant. I remember going to that restaurant. That was good. Let's go there again. Um, kind of, kind of be the same thing. Like, yeah. because you haven't been close to Jesus. Why would anybody, 
else want to be close with him because yeah. why would you tell anybody else to be close with him? Yeah. Because you're not close with him. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I have this really cool story um, from this week that kind of ties in. Um, one of our youth students that we actually haven't seen in a while, um, she was just scrolling on TikTok. And um, it was really funny because I guess now we can make a caption, TikTok saves. But um, she was scrolling through TikTok and maybe like 10 to 15 videos. Um, she she like hadn't seen those videos before, but 10 to 15 of the ones that she saw um they're all about like, God wants you back. God's calling for you. God's praying for you. Like, hey, let me pray for you because God's wanting you to come home. And it's like so many like of those like videos, like very small videos. And she just kept scrolling. And um, I remember she shared it with one of our student leaders in Plymouth. And she like, she was like, I, I felt God at youth conference. Um, he was there. He was with me. I, I was like, she, she was like, I felt the spirit so heavily. Um, and... I walked away and it feels like, um, and at one point it felt like, oh, I can do, it doesn't matter. Like the God, the God at church um, isn't no different from the God at school. Um, and she's like, well, I don't feel God really um, any different. And so um, she's like, I, I barely feel him. And now where she's at is she's like, in, she was in tears the other night at like 11 at night um, and just like crying out and she's like she prayed for the first time in a while and she's like this is what I was looking for like I I was lost for a little bit I was found and then I got lost again but like Jesus is so good and she like thanked um student leader Brooke um because of what she did and it's like it was really amazing to to hear that and to use that as a testimony um because like we, we see so many students like kind of go through the youth ministry um, and sometimes they think it's cool. Sometimes they think it's just something that um, is there for a season. But um, when they actually feel the Holy Spirit and experience him for who, for like who the Holy Spirit is, it, it changes lives. And the fact that even through TikTok, she was able to just like make decisions like, yeah, I want to come back to U-Turn. Yeah, I want to experience him again. And like we were saying, like with the four days out of the week of like um, talking, like reading the Bible and now you're able to speak through it. Um, she was so disconnected that she forgot how good it was. And so once she became reconnected, like she like had this huge like upbringing and she like, she's now ready to like start coming back and, uh, which is like a huge, huge, amazing story Yeah, for that. So, so good. Yeah, great story. Well, yeah. listen, guys, you have any book recommendations that you want to share? Any podcast recommendations? Uh, I'll recommend our sermon. I'll recommend our church for next year. Colleen, you said a couple of times about being like Jesus. That's our main focus for 2023. We'll yeah. hit the ground running on January 1st mm. um, with a, a series called Like Jesus, or it might be titled a little bit different, but we've got that going on for about half the year. Yeah. Um, at different times during the year. Uh, but anything else that you can, um, that you want to recommend? Um, Either of you? Yeah. So the book um, is called Jesus the Messiah. Uh, I don't remember who it's by, but... Um, we read it as a class um, for one of our DSOM classes that we took for the district. Um, but it was, it was really life changing. And it talked even about Jesus as a, as a young boy and um, kind of gave some insight on that. And like, as he grew up, what, what was his ministries and what he started to do. 
Um, and it's kind of showed another perspective of who Jesus was. Um, and it was, it was a really good book. So I definitely recommend that. What one was the well. name of it? Um, Jesus, the Messiah. There's a book, the names of God that we used as a course, but I can't remember who the author was. Neither do I, but I remember the course. Um, but there's a few, you know, Jesus and all of his names, he shall be called um, Prince of Peace. Yeah, Mighty God. Mighty God. Yeah. Uh, God, all the names of God. Um, and that's a good, um, something good to, something good to know. It helps with some of the worship songs too, because they end up throwing them in there and you're, <laughs> if you're not paying attention, you don't really understand what you're singing about. <laughs> I was, uh, I was thinking conversation wise. So many people talk about getting refilled with the Holy Spirit, or you, know, you don't need to get refilled. He touches you every day, you yeah. know, what? You know, and, and going through, and I know I shared this last podcast, Mark Batterson's book, uh, Hearing God's Voice, The mm-hmm. Whisperer. Uh, wow, if, if people can get a hold of that book, it'll help them to understand because we go so fast in our society right now, we don't have time for God even to speak to us. Yeah. And that book turns us around and gives us uh, just fresh vision about sitting before God, fresh vision about speaking to him and about allowing him to speak unto us. That's a great book. I know I shared it last time, but yeah. it still is. I still haven't finished that. Would you believe it? I keep on going back through chapters and coming back up because yeah. it was so good, so well-written. So. Awesome. I definitely have a must read here. So Henry Nowen has a book titled In the Name of Jesus and... Um, honestly, it's a book I forgot about, but it's one I'm going to make my boys read. So it might end up Michelle Pushpatos on the podcast in their <laughs> in their Christmas list or in their Christmas uh, items. Henry Nowen, N O U W E N, in the name of Jesus, and that is a really, really um, transformative book that um, that I recommend. So. Listen, guys, appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for, for being here. Uh, church, thanks for listening. And start a new series on Sunday. We're announcing the miracle offering total on Sunday. Um, it's exciting. We, yeah, it's going to be a fun and wild week. <laughs> so love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.